What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I'm your sidekick, Barry Horn. <laughs> yeah. And joining us from Disney World, where he's been riding uh, the Matterhorn uh, now for 24 consecutive hours, <coughs> is the great Evan Grant. Hi, Evan. How are you? Uh, it, Walt Disney World, we ride Space Mountain. Space Walt Mountain. Disney Land, we ride the Matterhorn. When did Evan become and, great? Yeah, well, that's true. But I... I I'm glad you got that straightened out. My first question about the podcast this morning is, like, is Barry in, like, a hospital bed or something? He he sounded very weak and, and, and very uh, frail. Well, you know, I just got back from uh, the cardiologist, so maybe he injected me with something. I don't know. Yeah, we're but I'll, I'll, I'll try to be more more spiffy. We, we would ho- hope that he injected you with something. All right, Evan. You know, Evan, there has been for for some reason the Rangers are coming here for a, a club that went into the winter meeting and said, "Oh, you know what? This we're going to be very conservative here. We're just going to play it safe." They've been linked to you, Darvish. They've been linked to Marcelo Zuna. They've been linked to Zach Greinke. It's just one big name after another. Is that is that all smoke, or is there anything to all of that? They make phone calls and have meetings and they have a lot of needs and i think that this has basically been a typical winter meeting where the rangers are concerned in that they come here they don't look necessarily to do business here they look to gather information uh, then they will take it back to to Dallas with them, and then in an unrushed atmosphere, they will make some decisions. What but I also think that that is the norm now in baseball, and that's why we don't see a whole lot of big, big deals get done at the winter meetings, because it's now negotiators, economists, and uh, analytics people who are running organizations rather than the quote-unquote old-time baseball people who wanted to get together at these things, have a couple cocktails, and make some swaps. So are are any of those deals going to happen? Kevin, you know better than this. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there for our our, our general readers and listeners. And listeners. listeners, Yeah, Yeah, both. Because they'll read some of it, too. Listen, uh, my, my guess is that Marcelo Zuna will end up with one of the uh, uh, the runner-up in the Giancarlo Stanton uh, sweepstakes, either the Giants or the Cardinals. Um, I think the market, the most surprising thing for me is that I haven't heard a lot about a very robust 
you Darvish market. I think the Rangers, Twins, the Astros are the teams that have inquired the most about him. Uh, I think the Twins have been the most aggressive there, but I don't know that they've actually extended an offer. Um, as far as Zach Greinke goes, the Rangers have investigated this off and on for really the entire length of the offseason. I think their their thought process would be, look, if the, if the Diamondbacks want to save some money and if they view Greinke as a movable con- as a contract they'd like to move and go after Jake uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, maybe that's the pitcher, the bad, the quote-unquote bad contract pitcher we'd like to target in a deal for Sinchu too, and it makes a lot of sense on the Rangers on the Rangers end if they can convince themselves that in Granky they're taking on an extra eighteen million, not necessarily the thirty-four million, but a quote-unquote extra eighteen million. Uh, they can rationalize it that way. I'm not sure where it makes sense for the Diamondbacks because she was best suited for an American League team as a DH. Evan, Evan <coughs> excuse me. We spent a lot of time talking about Otani on this podcast in, in previous weeks. Uh, of course, he didn't wind up in uh, with the Rangers. He's uh, he's going to be a California, Los Angeles uh, Angel. What does that do to the uh, division? ALS. Well, let's see if he pitches. Um, he's got a grade one UCL sprain. It was di- it was re- uh, revealed last night. Um, that is the least significant sprain. But I will also say that in 2014, U Darvish was diagnosed with a grade one UCL sprain, and it soon became a, a Tommy John situation. Um, but I do think that listen, the Rangers are looking at at. Uh, uh, a deal here where they've got the world champions and the Astros, uh, the Angels. If they if they use Otani, and I think Kevin and I are both on this on uh, of the thought process, not the thought process, but thinking that the Angels aren't done, that they're going to continue to add, and so I think you've got to you've got to reckon with them. I'm surprised that the Seattle Mariners have not made a stronger run here at U Darvish because they were really counting on Otani. Uh, they were uh, very aggressive on Otani. And I haven't seen what the Mariners have done to um, to kind of fill what they, what they need to do on the pitching end. So um, uh, it's going to be a very competitive division, and I, I think that's got to figure into the Rangers' into the Rangers' thought process here. As, as I wrote this morning in, in, in addressing the Granky rumors, they're not going to – I think we in the media and I think fans like to kind of create this narrative that, you know, you're either all in or you're rebuilding. And, and so those are two opposite ends of the pendulum. And, and I think that, that the Rangers are trying to go somewhere in the middle, which is we're not going to push all our chips in but at the same time, we're not going to completely uh, step out. I think this sounds similar to what people heard about the Mavericks for a couple of years, uh, but baseball and basketball are still two different sports, and things happen at a different pace there. You know, Evan, uh, the thing that's uh, interesting to me about all of this is that um, we that these names, some of these names would even come up. I mean, I, I realize that, that, that a guy like Granke is he's thirty four years old, or will so, soon be thirty four years old, uh, and to have as much money left on his contract. But he had a pretty good year last year. The Diamondbacks won what ninety three games, 
and uh, yeah. and they would be talking about getting rid of him. I mean, that just seems to me. What are you saying to your fan base uh, when when you say, "Yeah, we want to get rid of our ace because he's making too much money"? I mean, that's just well, if, if, if you move him and you sign and you sign JD Martinez, you're saying to your fan base that hey, we we re up the guy that we acquired last year. You know, before the deadline, who made such a difference for our lineup. Um, and, and they do feel like they've got some pitching depth there. So uh, I, I think it, on its own, you know, selling a, a Granky for Chew or a Granky for Chew and a prospect kind of deal I think is a little bit hard to sell. But if it were to get to a point where uh, where they where they traded Granky, I think the, the, the Diamondbacks would have, something else to drop, whether it's a J.D. Martinez deal or whether it's, you know, an extension for Paul Goldschmidt. I, I, I think that uh, this is about the Diamondbacks looking to reallocate and get better also. Who's the pitcher you'd like to see the Rangers come come out of the, all this with? Is there is there one pitcher that we haven't even talked about yet? Barry, I'm so concerned about you. Are you okay? Evan, it must be the microphone. I feel, I'm feeling great. In fact, I, I'll just tell you a quick aside. I went to our GP the other day, Dr. Craig Paul, had all these blood tests taken, and they called me They called me up and said my scores were off the chart, unbelievable, which leads me to believe one thing. I've got the wrong You're results. You're about to die. I've got the wrong results. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> um, I, I, listen, I, I still feel like for what the Rangers want to do, and I think Jeff Bannister – would like to try and come up with some kind of modified version of a five-man rotation. I still think you Darvish is the best fit here. Um, it's I think it plays to the Rangers to the Rangers um, possibilities here that the market hasn't been uh, that robust for him. But who knows what's going to develop? Um, but I, I do feel like that's the guy who. Both for the short and long term, helps them improve, and I think the Rangers just have to get their their wrap their arms around the idea that look, we're in a position right now where if we want to continue to contend, we can't really say ah, we're going to cut back payroll. You just can't do it because if you're trying to rebuild your farm system and hold on to your prospects and not trade away not trade away young talent, then the only way for you to incrementally improve is to find guys on the free agent market. They've signed some guys that they think are values in Mike Miner and uh, Doug Fister for the rotation and re-signed Tony Barnett and, and signed uh, Arlington's Chris Martin for the bullpen. I think they'll still try and add another bullpen arm or so. I just think right now that, that the, the issue on how aggressive the Rangers get with a starting pitcher is because there's still some holes to fill on the overall roster they have to figure out how they're going to spread the, re- the remainder of their money around. Yeah, and, and that's the uh, the issue, you know, for me going forward, looking at this rotation and what they're going to do. Um, you know, I like this idea of going uh, with a six-man rotation because if you're not going to – whether you get Darvish or not, uh, and, and, and clearly he that's what he pitched in in Japan and probably would be more comfortable in that type of thing. I just think that uh, in the absence of talent, innovation is always a good idea. And and I think that if these it Rangers better be very innovative. Yeah, I just think if these if the Rangers want to try something, why not try it? Because you've talked about the fact 
Are they, you know, are they rebuilding or not? Uh, or are they rebooting? Whatever it is that they're doing, uh, right. why not go ahead and try this? Why not, go, why not I, try to get ahead of the curve and, 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 and try this thing out and see where it goes? I completely agree. If you're trying the middle ground, and I, and I, you, I, I can't even repeat what it was that you said, but that's a very profound phrase. Uh, <laughs> what was it again? In the absence of talent, why not innovation? Okay, yeah, I like that, Kevin. Write that down yeah. and send it to me. I'll do that. That's um, been Kevin's motto ever since he got into the journalism business. Yeah. So. <laughs> Clever. But you look at you look at the bodies there, and Hamels is going to be 34 in three weeks. Uh, he pitched 150 innings last year. Martin Perez still hasn't pitched 200 innings in a season. Um, Fister pitched 100 innings last year and had 103, in a, 103 innings two years ago. Um, if they use Matt Bush, he's transitioning from the from the bullpen to the rotation. Uh, Mike Miner has pitched a total of seventy seven innings over the last three years. There's there's five guys right there, and all of them there is a reason why they could benefit from a situation where it's not like this time you'll get four days rest, next time you'll get five days rest, but a situation where they're getting five days rest all year long, and that they're able to better monitor innings, better able to to monitor um, their their routines, that they don't have to constantly adjust their routines. And so, yeah, I completely agree that this is the time where you don't have any definitive guys you need to throw out there every fifth day. You do have guys that you're trying to experiment with. You aren't necessarily going into the season like an all-in contender. So why not experiment and see if you can create some kind of competitive advantage for yourself that may pay dividends both in the short and the long term? Uh, if if they were, uh, let's switch gears from pitching a little bit here because I, I brought up Marcelo Zuna's name and I know you said you thought there were other places he might go. But here's a guy making what three and a half million. Now he's arbitration eligible, uh, but he hit thirty. I think he's going to go to like. Like ten million this year, I think. It, it, I think he made five last year, and he's going to jump to like ten this year. I think. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, and this has got to hit what thirty-seven home runs, one hundred and twenty-four RBIs. Had a spectacular year. Won a Gold Glove. Uh, Playing left field, but apparently he can play any of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he's and he's he'd be under control for eighteen and nineteen, and then he's an unrestricted free agent for twenty. If I could get a guy like that, to me, how much does that hurt the uh, the Rangers? You know, I mean, obviously it depends on what uh, the Marlins would want, but they seem to be pretty uh, going pretty cheap on some of these things. Uh, I didn't even think what the that's only with the Yankees, though. So, well, yeah, Derek apparently, Jeter's, uh, yeah. If, 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 if that or if Derek Jeter's at Monday Night Football game, yeah, uh, instead of the winter meetings, yeah, yeah, he's really working hard. So anyway, I mean, is that not a realistic pursuit for them? I think that. Um I, I think you go back to uh, the teams like the Giants and and the Cardinals. I, I think they may just be a little bit more. Uh, they may have a little bit more at the top of their organization that they're willing to deal. In Jerks and Profar, you still have a guy with potential there, but he's dinged up over the fact that he hasn't produced in the big leagues and that you've only got three years of control. So he's not an uber prospect anymore. Uh, the guy that I wonder about is, you know, would the Rangers would the Rangers consider talking to clubs about Willie Calhoun? Uh, you look at Willie Calhoun now, and 
he is he's a left-handed hitter, and the Rangers are two left-handed. He's going to be limited to playing a corner outfield position, and that's going to be a project. Uh, is he a guy that, on the hitting tool alone, you might be able to front a trade with? But the Rangers aren't going to front trades with guys like Leotis Tavares. They're not going to front a trade with a young, barely established major leaguer like Nomar Mazzara. So you're kind of left to 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 pick on on a little bit of the middle-level guys, and I just don't know if that's something that the Marlins will do. Now, if the Marlins trade Ozuna, is Billy Hamilton an option? Billy Hamilton might be an option. Would would Calhoun fit the Reds? Um, I don't know that the Reds would have a ton of interest in Profar right now, um, but maybe Calhoun fits them a little bit better. Uh, but I, I think the Rangers will investigate that. I still think that the... the you look at this team right now, and I look at the pitching staff, and there's too many answers for me that that need to be provided. And until they do that, I'm not real comfortable putting a whole lot of effort into other areas because it's just I don't think it's going to matter. Um, you've got to get guys who can throw strikes and and who can fill out a rotation, and they just they're they're thin there. What uh, let, let's talk about the the rest of the uh, of the West and the American League and what those teams have done to improve themselves so far. As you mentioned, the, the Mariners have done basically nothing, uh, and then we we're all prepared for them to do that. Uh, the Angels uh, got Otani. I, I think that you know, and you and I have discussed this before. They're they're wasting away uh, the greatest talent in baseball in Mike Trout and Artie Moreno after making some terrible free agent signings. Had uh, just basically. Uh, withdrawn and decided he wasn't going to do that anymore, and it, and of course he's not, you know, Otani's not costing him anything either. Um, so it's uh, that was a no brainer for them to get him, and if he is if he is healthy and if he is the, the kind of talent everybody thinks he is, then that's a great move for them. But I I think they still need to go after another pitcher. I, I I'm surprised they they haven't really gone all in on uh, Darvish. Yeah, and that's a you know that's a weird dynamic, but I also do think the Angels have been a little bit more um, uh, aggressive on on second base, which is a need for them. I think they do have some real interest in Ian Kinsler. Um, he is, I believe, on Kinsler's no trade list, so he'd have to waive a deal. Uh, he'd have to waive the clause to, to go there. Um, but I, I think that that's a high priority for them right now. You look at the Angels, and they should have a healthy Garrett Richards. They should have a, a, a healthier rotation this year. But, yeah, there's certainly a case to be made for them to add um, a little bit more pitching as well. And uh, we thought that, you know, I think two weeks ago, you and I both thought that they would make perfect sense for Darvish. Well, now they've got Otani, and what's the deal? Does Otani not want another Japanese pitcher there? Because it would, uh, for whatever the weird dynamics are there that I can't really get my, can't really comprehend, um, does another Japanese pitcher not want to go there because of that? I, I don't know. But they certainly could use some more pitching. They've made a great first step in going out and get, in getting Otani. They've got more work to do, but they're, They've got the best player in the game, and they've got the best prospect in the game right now. And, of course, what about the defending world champions? Yeah, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They, they, they could use some bullpen help. 
um, and they they have come up short on on the relievers they've targeted so far. But uh, I, I would you know I I think you look at the Astros and you say if there's any team that needs to do the least, it's Houston, and they have the ability to, to kind of wait things out. I, we saw Tommy Hunter, who was somebody that both the Rangers and Astros had interest in. Uh, Yesterday, get a two-year deal worth $18 million. And I think the projections on Tommy Hunter were that he'd get two years and maybe 12 to 13. So relief pitching's gotten very, very expensive. And uh, the Astros and the Rangers, I think, are going to continue to look for a little bit of value there. How much have the Yankees improved themselves by getting Stanton? Um, they added the... National League MVP to a team that was one game away from knocking out the World Champions last year. They've, I think they've still got some. They've got some pitching work to do. Um, uh, they've got Tanaka. They've got Severino. Uh, that's a really good start. Um, Sabathia is a free agent who who was very serviceable for them last year. I think there is some interest in bringing CC back. Clearly, they're gonna. I, I think Aaron Boone's gonna gonna be a fresh face for their as far as the managing of that team goes. Uh, and I think it will kind of energize the clubhouse a little bit more. But it's certainly going to take a, a, some time for a guy who's never managed at any level to really kind of find his uh, his groove there. So I, I think the, the Yankees will have a set of issues, but they're, but talent-wise, clearly I think they, they have stepped ahead of the Red Sox as a favorite in the American League East. Evan, if you heard anything, I was talking to a writer from New York this morning, and he said that the, the word up there is now that the Yankees are interested in Manny Machado, and they might be in on him. Have you heard of anything on that? Uh, the Yankees are interested in Machado. I don't see the Orioles trading Machado to uh, to New York in, in the division. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, they just traded Chase Headley. They've certainly got the ability to go out and, and add somebody. I think the Yankees' main the Yankees' main goal right now is with the addition of Stanton. They'd really like to still stay under the uh, the luxury tax threshold. They're going to be pushing right up against it, and I don't know how that's going to low as the winter plays out. How it's going to impact their their ability to to add any more uh, big time salaries. Yeah, I don't know how, you know, and I know that's been the speculation that the Orioles were going to lose him in free agency eventually, and so they need to go ahead and do something now. But how do you let go of somebody like Manny Machado, who is who is a great third baseman, a great glove, great hitter, uh, a, a great personality? You're at Baltimore as a baseball town. How, how do you in Baltimore sell that? that yeah, well, we're just going to let him go. We're going to send him to the Yankees, or we're going to let him, you know, the Yankees will sign him in free agency. To me, that's just going to be a really hard sell in Baltimore. Well, Kevin, I think you go back a decade and you look at what the Rangers' situation was in which they had Buck Showalter in the manager's office and John Hart in the GM's office, and I got into a little bit of trouble with the Rangers' front office when I wrote about the level of dysfunction there. Uh, you look and see what's happened with John Hart in Atlanta and the lack of oversight in, in his job. And you look in, in Baltimore, and there certainly appears to be some degree of, of Buck and, and Dan Duquette not on the same page. There's some dysfunction there, and it's a hard ownership group to get pitching by to get pitching into because they're so tough on physicals. Um, there's a lot of issues there, and, and I also think that you know Baltimore looks up and they see 
they see the Yankees with a monster roster and they see the Orioles, uh, the Red Sox with a monster roster that could also be getting better. And uh, I think they're more likely to take a step back than anything else. Evan, before we let you go, I, w- I just want to ask, how many people do you have in your room now? Are you having a party? Uh, no, I, w- I am sitting in a lounge chair in a hallway that's not terribly loud for the winter meetings, but people walk by and uh, they say hello because I'm incredibly popular and very famous, and um, <laughs> I have to kind of wave at Who, them. Who's the, most famous, them who's the most famous person that's come by that people might recognize has said hello to you this morning? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, really nobody. <laughs> oh, now. I want you to know, though. Uh, Evan, yeah, even, I will tell you this. Go ahead. I will tell you this, Barry. As I was sitting here, and as he was on his way to go pontificate about all of his free agents, Scott Boris walked up to me this morning and shook my hand and said hello. Okay? So wow. Then, that's a, Thank you. And he didn't charge you for that? Did not. Wow. What a deal. Evan, I been... just feel bad that right now I'm missing out on the Boris Presser because it is always entertaining. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you go. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having your NPR voice on today. Uh, you thought I was low-key. You sound pretty low-key. Maybe we're, we're... Well, I just don't want to get... I don't want to yell in the middle of the hallway. Yeah, I don't do I that. that. Chris Russo is here, and he's doing his radio show. I leave the yelling to him at the other end of the hallway. Right. Wow. Well, say hello to him for us, won't you please? And Evan, I'll tell him that Barry Horn said hello, and, and he'll say who. It, it, he'll go who? What? Yeah. Any, anyway, thanks so much for being with us. Will you be back in town next week for our podcast? Of course. Okay. Well, we look forward to that. Of course, and and I'll have no parking problems because I know where my little lot is, and I know where I'm supposed to be, and. There's only I've only been asked by vagrants three times for money walking into I, and from the building. I just want to remind you, you're vagrants. in charge. You're you're in charge of bringing. Uh, that's the desk. That, that's what's known as <laughs> our, our desk, by the way. The editors here. But I, I just want I just want to say, Evan, uh, you're in charge of bringing the Danish next week. The Danish who? All right, I will do that. Uh, all right, thanks, Evan. There he goes. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to you, Evan. And there goes Evan Grant. You know, he's always great to have on, especially when he is got his hearing aids on and uh, there's all kinds of issues with uh, with all that stuff. Well, he, he, he's he's delight. I'm sure he's having a lot of fun. And I, I'm sure he's been to Disney World, World yeah. uh, several times because that's the kind of guy he is. He'll post them on his Facebook. And I'm sure he'll post photos on his uh yeah. What, 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 how would you describe his Twitter account? Enormous. His yeah, it's huge. His his worldwide no tri- worldwide Twitter account. But uh, the, Evan Evan was great. It was a little update from the uh, uh, winter meetings. And uh, Kevin, who else do we have on our podcast today? Well, Barry, that's uh, funny you should mention that. We have also with us today on our Cowboys podcast, David Moore. David Moore uh, yeah. talking about the Cowboys and uh, the resurgent uh, Dallas Cowboys. The resurgent as they're streaking towards the playoffs. Maybe not streaking, uh, and then uh, and then we also have your buddy, uh, the son of one of the most famous Cowboys quarterbacks ever. Don't Danny don't Don even Mer- say who it is. I did. I kind of said it. You already. did. Got to yeah. say it again. Yeah, I got Danny Don Meredith's son, Michael, Michael Meredith. Meredith. Uh, so that that'll be fun. And he'll be talking about the Ice Bowl. Yeah, the fiftieth anniversary of the Ice. It's Bowl. coming up. Yeah, it is coming up. That's back when men were men, pal. Hey, you know what? I remember watching that game. I, I can wow. actually tell you where I was when I watched that game. Can you? You're in your you, living room watching. No, I, w- I was. I was. I watched it in public 
and a little in black and white public. in public. At we we were away for the holidays at a uh, hotel. Our family was. <laughs> well, let's bring that up. Let's talk more about that. When we actually all right. And uh, so for Kevin Sherrington, I'm Barry Horn. Evan Grant, I'm sure, is now in the Scott Boris presser asking questions. I wonder if it's catered. Do you think Scott Boris caters his presser? No. I not, bet he does. not for the media. Not for the media? No. Saves all his money for his clients. Yeah, not for, for himself. For, for, for himself. For yeah. So he can pay for those Angels season tickets so he can stand right behind uh, the, uh, the you know, when they had those seats down there on, on field level. Yeah. He stands right behind the umpire. You can see him. Every fr- freaking pitch, you see Scott Boris. You think that's good, that's good for his uh, – Profile? You think players notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Go sit down, Scott. Don't don't be standing up there for every pitch. For Kevin Sherrington, I'm Barry Horn. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans. See ya.